0: Hello, my name is Daniel Nenny, founder of SemiWiki, the open forum for semiconductor professionals. Welcome to the Semiconductor Insiders podcast series. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please post it on SemiWiki.com and we'll get right to it. My guest today is Dr. Walden Rines. While is a lot of things, he's CEO of Kornami, board member, advisor to many, and friend to all. Today, he is the executive sponsor of the Semi Electronic Design Market Data Report. Uh, Good morning, Wally. Welcome back to the podcast. Good morning, Dan. Glad to be here. So let's talk about the second quarter worldwide EDA revenue report. Um, The growth numbers are a little slower than recent years. Can you give us some color as to why?
1: Yeah, on on the surface, 5.3% doesn't sound that great after having successive double-digit growth quarters. But if you dig in a little at the numbers, I think you can uh, conclude that it's an anomaly. It was actually a strong growth quarter for tools. And what uh, was weak was the silicon IP. That's the purchased IP business. And uh, we have reason to believe that, uh, that one or more of the people who report that number did a reclassification. So that drove down the IP numbers and it probably drove up some of the other numbers as well. But the net result, is very strong growth in overall license and maintenance for design tools, 16% worldwide, and a negative growth for silicon IP, uh, overall uh, about uh, minus uh, 12%. And so the net was 5.3%. We're still having a very healthy EDA business worldwide.
0: Yeah, it's pretty incredible. You know, in, in my career, th- th- we just, well and but silicon IP you know that has been a big growth market um, you know why do you see why do you think we're seeing a weakness here is it just the reclassification or is there other issues afoot
1: I think it is and we've seen it uh, also the last couple quarters although not quite as dramatic as this one Uh, Now, this should be either the last quarter where year-to-year comparisons would be apples to oranges, uh, maybe one more quarter, and then I think it'll resume. There's really no reason to believe that silicon IP purchases should be any lower now. Uh, As long as people are buying tools, they're also buying IP. And so uh, my expectation is this is an anomaly of the reporting system. We don't know the identity of uh, any of the companies that report particular data, so there's no way for us to trace that back. But uh, this kind of uh, delta, I think, uh, suggests a reclassification, and so I'd uh, draw the conclusion that uh, the uh, overall growth is probably uh, in the double-digit range
0: well now that arm is done an ipo we'll have more insight into what's going on with them but you know it always makes me wonder if risk 5 is really catching uh, you know on fire and taking business because uh, the traffic on semiwiki for risk 5 related uh, articles and such is just booming
1: well that's very likely i mean risk 5 is quite popular uh and even more popular in china uh, but but uh, that helps the EDA companies as well. All of the major EDA companies uh, support uh, some form of design environment that allows people to work with RISC-V. They may not have RISC-V specific models or IP, but uh, many of them do. And uh, whatever you're doing, if you embed a RISC-V core in your design, you're doing more design, and that more design then leads to more tools. And uh, the verification, of course, is. Uh, pretty much the same whether you're doing RISC-V or ARM cores or any other embedded processor. So I think uh, the the growth of interest in RISC-V, I think drawn or driven heavily by the royalty-free nature of an open source uh, standard like that uh, is uh, healthy for the industry. It lets people do more designs and it looks like ARM is still prospering despite that. Uh, doing very well in terms of their revenue growth as well,
0: yeah I agree completely, especially about china I think China China's going to drive uh, risk five uh, significantly since you know this is their platform of choice now, so you mentioned sixteen point six percent growth, you know which is very strong for EDA tools and license and maintenance, but the industry on a whole you know we still have not seen the recovery or we're just now seeing the recovery I mean, can this continue for eda
1: well, so the first thing is that EDA is much more stable than the overall industry. You know, we've seen negative double-digit uh, growth in the semiconductor industry this year. It uh, looks like we may be hitting the bottom and then moving back up, but you don't see that with EDA. And the reason is that design activity is pretty stable people don't lay off designers because they're so hard to rehire. And uh, people continue to do designs knowing that despite a weak patch in the market, there will always be demand sometime when the recovery occurs for new designs, new technology. And so I, I think the this is really not that different from other uh, uh, downturns where the EDA industry was largely unaffected but i actually would say that the difference this time is that eda has had a benefit from all of the non semiconductor companies getting involved in design companies like google facebook amazon uh, they they didn't they weren't uh, significant customers for the eda industry in the past apple's a good example and yet if you look at the foundry wafers over the last oh, 10 or 12 years the purchases by non semiconductor companies, companies like Apple and uh, Google and Facebook uh, have increased to become 23% of the total foundry wafer purchases. Well, to do that, they're doing a lot of design and they are not as uh, cost sensitive as semiconductor companies and they get a lot of leverage in their end sales. And so, they uh, buy a lot of tools and they buy the whole enchilada, not just uh, uh, specific tools, they they are just supporting entire design flows. And so I think as a result, that has also uh, added to the growth. You've seen terrific results from the public EDA companies. And I think it's partly because you have a whole new class of customer coming in who's buying the same tools everyone else is, but doesn't require any appreciable amount of additional cost or support. And so as a result, we've now gone through uh, oh, five or six years now of strengthening of the EDA industry. And uh, then we have the fact that a semiconductor recession comes along. You would expect it to weaken some. I haven't seen much weakness this time. Usually you'd expect it to be down single digits, possibly. Uh, this time, not even that. It's continued. Uh, very strong. And there is one other thing to look for. Usually the EDA industry trails the semiconductor industry and in going into a downturn. Uh, but unless it's trailing by uh, almost a year, uh, nine months anyway, then uh, it's that's not what we're seeing here. So we'll see uh, if it weakens in the coming quarters. But in general, uh, it, it stays stable. And one of the things uh, that causes the uh, the weakness is when the semiconductor revenue falls and semiconductor companies look at their r d as a percent of revenue and say wow this is out of line it was okay when i had 20 percent more revenue but now i'm spending too much on r d and that's when they start cutting back on the r d expenditures which cuts back on the number of designs they do and consequently the number of design tools but we haven't seen that yet uh, and uh, Uh, We'll have to wait to see if there's any effect going forward. And you have to look at which companies are affected by the downturn. And are they companies that do a lot of design or are they companies that don't do as much design like memory companies, for example?
0: Right. Yeah. You know, I agree. We saw a lot of new systems companies making their own chips and, you know, Apple started it. But I think the pandemic even pushed that even, even stronger. Because over the last three years, we've seen a lot more system companies on SemiWiki and a lot more system companies are in the ecosystem, you know, buying tools and, you know, attending conferences and and such. So I think that just uh, sped it up a little bit. Uh, But, you know, at some point in time, that has to slow down, but I I don't see it coming yet. And now the AI uh, companies, you know, the generative AI, uh, chat GPT, et cetera, I think they're going to be doing their own chips because, you know, they're paying huge amounts of money for, NVIDIA chips and are waiting in line. So that's another thing that will, I think, will spur uh, more system companies or more internal domain-specific chip design.
1: Well, I hope you're right, Daniel. Uh, My company and many more are providing special purpose architectures that make generative AI uh, more practical, more secure, uh, help push it along. But so far, it's been a business dominated by NVIDIA.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to change, but you know, we'll see. So let's talk about the Pacific Rim. Um, where are they at and what's the mix of tools and IP?
1: Yeah, so the PAC Rim this time, very, very strong. Three times the growth rate of the uh, uh, of North America, actually uh, a little more than that on worldwide uh, license and maintenance. Uh, the actual numbers are about uh, four times what North America did. Normally North America is right up there with the PAC rim. If I look uh, within that, the the tools business was especially strong in the PAC rim. The overall uh, uh, growth rate, if you include IP, was 13% compared to flat for the US. Uh, So, uh, Strong across the board. They didn't even, you know, they weren't even hit as hard on the IP business uh, as others. But if you get into the Rim numbers, you discover some interesting things.
0: For example, China, what's China, China. doing? Are are China's domestic <laughs> results similar to PACRIM? Uh, Actually,
1: they are
0: not. They are
1: better than the overall pack rim. Uh, The actual quarter to quarter growth in pack rim is a phenomenal 45.6%. That's enormous growth. Now that's coming off a maybe not so strong quarter a year ago, but still very large. And uh, their four quarter moving average is 30% growth rate. So it's uh, despite all you hear about all the new EDA companies in China, uh, they're still buying a lot of tools from the companies that report to the uh, uh, our market statistics program. Now the other thing that's interesting, and this is a mind-blowing number, the since IP was down modestly, six uh, percent uh, in China, the growth of that 45.6 percent was essential was in fact all tools. And so the growth rate for the EDA software, that is tools and support, was 70.6% compared to one year ago. Uh, that's phenomenal. And the four-quarter moving average is 51%. So China is consuming a lot more design tools than the rest of the world.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, you know, they were so far behind years ago. I haven't actually been to China since the pandemic. Um um, i was i was there during the pandemic so uh, but i haven't been back and there were a lot of startups and there was a lot of money being invested in the design um, market ch- of china so maybe that's what we're seeing or maybe it's uh the fear of of tools eda tools american tools being banned
1: it could be uh, of course we don't get any explanation from people but I just have to commend you on getting out of China before the lockdowns (laughs)
0: occurred.
1: So if you were there during COVID, you were fortunate to get back without a long delay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I went out through Hong Kong actually, but um, yeah, it's booming over there. And I think system companies as well are, are really doing well in China, but let's talk about uh, the type of tools, you know, what are, highest demand you know by the tools
1: well the fastest growth category for the quarter was cae that's uh, computer automated engineering that means capture simulation synthesis and so it's the front end of the process it grew up almost 20 percent uh quarter to quarter and the four quarter moving average isn't far from that it's 18 percent so that's where the biggest strength has been both on the four quarter moving average and in the current quarter.
0: So bottom line, Wally, just to sum it up, what's driving the continuing double digit growth for EDA tools?
1: Well, there's a lot of design activity going on worldwide. Uh, Asia is the strongest, but uh, every region except Japan is showing substantial growth compared to their historical levels. So one has to conclude that uh, people are designing in order to take advantage of new opportunities. You read everything about AI, but I think there's a lot more to this because there's a lot of uh, strong growth in uh, other areas. There's even strong growth in uh, printed circuit board design. It grew uh, less than it normally does, but still 6% worldwide this time. And uh, behind the... uh, the front end tools were the back end tools. IC layout was at 14%. So this means heavy duty design, things that require place and route. uh, And it means that people are buying a lot of it. So I think when we get through this uh, reclassification issue relative to IP, we'll see a bounce back in that part of the business. And then we'll see at that time how much of the tools revenue came from reclassifications that that inflated it versus uh, uh, how much is the intrinsic growth. Either way, the intrinsic growth rate for the last couple of years has been very, very strong. So the EDA industry has been a good place to be.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think there's been a more exciting time to be in in semiconductors and EDA specifically than there is now. You know, it's a great report, Wally. And uh, thank you very much for your time. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And have a great day. Thanks, Daniel. That concludes our podcast. Thank you all for listening. And have a great day.